It's Monday, May 17th, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. On today's episode, I give my reaction to getting my first dose of the vaccine. I also debut a new soundboard. Bill Gates' questionable behavior made public. The UFO debate, more prominent than ever. Plus, The Daily Dose with Jen Grant, your comments, and a whole lot more. And it all starts now. Now. Why don't we do a take test? Wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Votri. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delisepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am yeah. I doing? Julian That's Dion Comedy Hour. You're okay. listening to the... <laughs> Comedy hour. See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is John Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Siggs. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA system. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. A beautiful waste Welcome of time. to the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant. A waste of time. Good morning. Oh, our whatever we're wearing today is making the school. Yeah, yellow balance or white balance. Got a degree in you look really I'm dark. You spend like there's shadows in there. Welcome to the show, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Coming at you with a brand new episode on Monday, May 17th, 2021. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. 
That's Jen Grant to my left, your right. Hello, good morning. Jen is on comments. As you know, we do record the show live Mondays through Fridays at 7 a.m. Eastern. So you can take part and be uh, of the interactive part of the sh- Interact with us, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Leave comments. Jen is on comments. Sure am. And, of course, available on all major podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference. A lot of you have in the last week or so. And it's... Uh, it makes a big, big, big difference. So if you're listening to this, if you're a regular listener, we do get a lot of listeners, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's kind of the main one. Leave us a quick review. It, it, it's, it's a huge help. And that's the only fee that we charge to the show. Just leave a review. There. Got real and heavy all of a sudden. Someone's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Hold on, I got. I gotta wait for the. Uh, I gotta wait for the song to finish for it, so I can dive into this new soundboard brought to us by one of our loyal listeners. Oh yeah. Yes. Ken. I'll transition to the real soundboard uh, board after the uh, the music here. I wanna. Thanks for letting us know how exactly you will be annoying us. It's nice to have an agenda. It's well, nice to know what to expect. I have to figure out how, because right now it's all in one volume. If I turn down the music, it turns down the sound machine. So far, I like the sound machine the best. Because it's in the... Uh... <laughs> oh, why don't you marry it? Okay, Is there one? let What's me the kill one the song. Hold on, well, no, let me just... Well, there's a second left. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Let's get uh, digging. So thanks to Ken. Hasn't there been like some times where you're like, oh, I, I wish I had. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what's the one next to it? Oh, my God. Oh, I thought I was going to say OMG. What about the guy? I don't think. Oh, it's my OMG. God. I don't think it's OMG. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and there's a. Let me crank it. Let me crank it I so like you can. Better. Uh, oh, you do like it better. Oh. Oh, that's really annoying. No. <laughs> Why that is that annoying? Hurts my eardrums. Mark it, says I missed the episode that explained what cigata means. It's driving me crazy. What is cigata? It doesn't mean what anything this, at all. What is this strange word? An acronym? No. It, I wish. I wish it was that thought out, Mark. <laughs> I wish there was some sort of meaning behind it. It's literally just a glimpse into my psyche. I'm a weird guy. Yeah, you're telling me. And um, and you get weirder as you get older. Oh, okay. It's it creeps in. It scares me, but it feels like it's in me because I'm listening in here. Um, so I'm a weird guy, and you know what weird guys do? They do weird things. We're going to lose listeners, eh? No, we're not. This is adding production value to our little rickety, rinky-dink show. It's it's bringing it, it's elevating the show. It's Mark upping says, the scene. Mark says, old, old wooden ship. What does that mean? No clue. Sigata? No, it's just literally just a... There's a part in it in the song. Where the drums go... 
Look, we'll, we'll, we've we've talked about this in the past, but let's uh, revisit it. Where it is? Don't tell me Ish. Because there might be some new nis- listeners that are also probably wondering. Right here, listen to the drum part. It's really the drums. It's a boom, boom, boom. It doesn't even sound like cigada at all, but no, but it's funnier with a s sound, a s cigada. So I do that for when I air drum. I go ska, ska, Anyway, and so it's literally just me vocalizing that little drum. Um, what do you call it? Not bridge, but that little drum fill right here. Listen for it. Listen for the drums. Hold on, Mark T. Yeah, it's a did do but I I started, I don't know, sometime last year. Sigada. That's all it is. It's me vocalizing that drum fill with a s sound instead of a b. So weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Like I said, I'm a uh, big announcement today. I'm weird. I love it. Okay, so we've got the laughs. <laughs> Why do you, okay, do you prefer you prefer that uh, that or this? I prefer to use this less once in a while. Well, you can't dictate. Absolutely not. If I feel that way, I cannot be the only one. But it's elevating says, the production Ken value. Ken says he's creating a monster. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You are, Ken. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That sounds like something we watched on Mandalorian last night or something. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, we've got three categories. We've got audience. Okay, so we've got the laughter, the applause, the gasp. The, uh, the, and then there's a sarcastic ooh. I, I like that. I like the softer ones, not the ones that are so in your ear. Like, that's nice. And there's an over to the top one. <laughs> don't, I don't mind those that much. Oh. It's just really in your ears. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's the whole audience. I didn't even dis- discover this one yet. I, this is going to be one of my favorites. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> when you say something like on the Daily Dose. Oh, my goodness. They're saying they're going to open. It sounds like someone's going, oh, my goodness, child. Oh, my goodness, child. Yeah, wow. Child. And then there's oh drum roll, goodness, and then child. there's drum roll. Uh, there's the rim shot. This I'll be using a lot. I feel. Mm-hmm. I wanted. I wanted a. I wanted a rim shot. I feel like that could be a little louder. There we go. And then there's uh, this one right here, which I. This is very much. Uh, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And then there's a funny. So what is this? Where did this come from? He made it. Ken made this. Look, there's our logo up top. Come on. Yep. Yeah. On his lunch break on Friday, he no, messaged a show. Not. Look at that. No, he did not. Nagi rubbing his face on the corner of the table. Yeah, he did. He made this out of from wow. scratch on his I'm lunch break very on Friday. Impressed. 
<laughs> this one you will loathe. I just know it. Oh my god. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> that just made me a little bit gaggy. What about this one? <laughs> oh my god, turn it off. Turn it off. I know. I know. I know, it's a little long. It's a little long. Then turn it down. (laughs) That sounds like you. (laughs) And then one of my favorites, and your favorite. (laughs) But it's better than than this one. Yeah. Uh, I kind of, this is nostalgic when I hear this. (laughs) It makes me think of when I first whipped it out. Ken said it was a, it's a And great I'm not th- talking about our first date. <laughs> when I first whipped it out, get it? Or this. Hey, Ken, why didn't you send it to me? <laughs> well, you're not connected to the uh, mixer, so you, we wouldn't hear it. Anyway. Ken said it's a good song, Beautiful Waste of Time. It is. And Sigada. It's literally it's a, just it's the a drum great fill. It's song. It's a very, very, like, you know how you know it's a good song when you never get sick of it? Like, we play it every morning, and I'm always like, woohoo. Yeah. It's true. It's a good song. Ken says I'll get you a shorter baby crying. Like, is the baby shorter, or is this crying shorter? <laughs> See what I it's did a there? Long, yeah, it's a long baby crying, and it's too real. It's like, it, because baby crying evokes something in you that it just, like, makes you, because you want you. Like biologically, you're you're meant to react to that, like to put an end to it. Major oh, nails that on the chalkboard. Major nails on the chalkboard. Yeah. It's worse than nails on the chalkboard. Ken, if we could get a shorter baby crying and a smaller audience laughing, like this size of audience but laughing, like I don't know, fifteen people. Oh my god, a bit demanding. <laughs> Ken's like great yeah I have nothing else to do in my lunch hour it, he volunteered this This is great I got an email on Friday after the show after our, our big debate about the sound machine the future of the sound machine and he said you know I can make one instead of because uh, I talked about getting a, uh, the new mixer with it on mm-hmm. I mean I'm going to eventually add have to get that mixer just for more tr- channels once we in a post-COVID world when we start interviewing people in studio but anyway which, uh, one step closer, got my vaccine on Friday, as you know, after the show. Oh, yes. And I realized you're way tougher than I am. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be acknowledged. I feel like a smaller audience would be applause to you, like... Or, or maybe I'll get Ken to give me a crash course on how to do this. So I could update the sounds. Anyway, I love it. It's all right there. The touch of a baton. Yeah, I got my vaccine. A Moderna shot. First shot. First dose on Friday. <clears throat> I want to, I wanna, by the way, start admitting. I want to lead the charge in people admitting that they're afraid of needles. That's the, mo- that's the part I was afraid of the most. Hmm. But it, you can't say that anymore. Everyone's like, "No, you don't even you don't even feel it. I don't even feel that part. That's nothing. It's a sharp piece of metal that's pushed in by a stranger into your muscle tissue." Mm-hmm. And that, I was afraid of that. It, you're right; it doesn't hurt when it goes in like at all. But I still that thought of it 
for some reason I was scared of it like a child. Yeah, and I like, wonder if sometimes I wonder if all these tough anti-vaxxers are really just big babies that don't want to. Be I'm guarantee there's some people that don't want to get the vaccine because of the actual process I of had, getting a needle in your arm. I had an awkward exchange with someone about vaccines. Let me just finish my thought absolutely, first before. Absolutely. But what? What? Uh, are you scared of needles? Like what? when you're there, are you at all nervous about the fact that it's going to happen? Yes, but way less than I used to be. Because I was freaking out. And you can tell that I didn't like it because I showed up there. I was all quiet. Didn't say much. I'm in her office. Go go to the pharmacy here in Wakefield and go to the office. And then she she does it. And after I was so chatty, I was like, all right, well, I'll catch you later. Wow, that was nothing. Yeah, I feel so much better that I got it. You know, and I won't have to worry about COVID anymore. <laughs> Let's like reopen up, guy. eh? Yeah, like just so chatty. All right, see you guys later. But I showed up, I was just all somber because I'm afraid. Oh, I admit, I admit it. It's because it's not cool to admit anymore. No one is allowed to admit that the actual process. Forget about the side effects. Forget about um, everything else. The the fact that it's a vaccine. Uh, that your your um, philosophical debates on it. Forget all about that. I mean, literally, just the action of getting a needle jabbed into your through your skin and muscle tissue tissue uh i'm scared of that i admit it right here publicly i'm sick of pretending it's (laughs) that's nothing that's the easy part it's not that's the one that messes with my head the most Mm -hmm. and she pinches your shoulder and i'm like and i can't i couldn't even look Uh, some people can look I'm just like looking away, talking like clearly scared of it because she's talking to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm, uh, and I'm just like lo- <laughs> looking away. And then she uh, she pinches really hard, which is probably what makes it not hurt. So she really pinched your skin. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you should be afraid of the pinch now. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm like, and I'm a really visual person. So I'm like m- picturing it, what it would look like under a microscope, like this giant metallic thing just piercing through your skin and muscle and then pushing in this oil and yourself out i know but i want to admit because other people and i you're right and i know some people are like taking the anti-vax stance just because they're afraid of taking a needle for sure but you can't admit that anymore it's like oh no that's the easy part that's nothing it's kids get it i don't care i hate it and i'm afraid of it I think it's probably very natural to not want... It scares me. <laughs> it's natural, though, to not want... Yeah, but you can't admit it. Don't don't you find that's the like thing now? It's like, no, nah, that's not... That's the easy... You don't even feel it going. That's nothing. Like, well, to be fair, though... It doesn't hurt. I know it doesn't hurt, but it still yeah, but sucks. It's the thought of it. It's not really what happens. It's the thought of it. Like yeah. you said, your visual, you, it's the thought of it because stubbing your toe hurts way more than that. Although I will have to, I have to say, so I experienced zero side effects as far as. Well, you were tired. Yeah, but I don't think that I was tired from the oh, vaccine. Right. I was a byproduct of it. Right. I was tired because my arm fucking hurts so much. That, that's mm-hmm. the only side effect I felt. They say for the Pfizer and Moderna that the second dose is where you get the uh, bigger immune response, where you get flu-like symptoms for a day or two. 
I, did, why did I feel flu-y then? Weird. It's that, well, no, everybody's different. Everybody reacts differently, but I had no response as far as feeling ill. I felt good. I felt fine. I just was tired, but it was because my arm hurt so much. So I got it Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Didn't really hurt after at all. And then like towards the afternoon, I was like, ow. Like, <laughs> and then at night, had a shit sleep because my shoulder was really... Uh, painful so i barely slept the first night and then (laughs) and the second day it was worse it was actually it it felt like someone took a ball peen hammer to my shoulder yeah i know it does it does i love this soundboard it did hurt it did hurt for sure the second day, Saturday, I could not move. Uh, it looked like my arm was in a sling without a sling. Like it was bent and... And tell everyone ho- what you thought. Holding it against my... What did I think? That you were shocked I didn't complain that much. Yes. I said, uh, Jen, is you're tougher because you did not complain about your arm really that much. Once on the show, you accidentally like went to lift it and you're like, ow. And... Um, but good for you. Uh, Wendy said long needle. Yikes. See? Yeah. But nah, it doesn't hurt. That's easy. Like he, it's You can't admit that anymore for some reason. I admit it. I hate it. And the nurse told me she hates it too. She goes, I hate it. I prefer, she was like, I prefer to be on this side. Uh, but she's like, but it doesn't hurt. I'm like, I know, but that's not the, the, the point. Mama Puff, who is a new uh, person commenting, I haven't seen before. Hi, Mama Puff. She said, "Puff Mama or Mama Puff?" It says Mama Puff. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, I know, uh, um, yeah, from from clandestine in Toronto. Oh, okay. I don't know though if it is. Oh, maybe not. Because um, well, she's Puff Mama. She said, Joe. Ha ha ha, France, the nurse at the pharmacy. So yes. Somebody local? Oh, it's someone local. I thought it was... Told uh, me a bunch of times that's her trick to pun- pinch very hard. Punch very, very hard. hard. And it was her. That it was... It was. It was. Uh, I almost said punch very hard. <laughs> that's also a good technique. <laughs> yeah, punch but. you in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, I need a smaller audience. Like 20 people laughing or something. This is like almost a stadium or a big, big club. Yeah, like maybe something more accurately for our shows. Yeah. About 15 people laughing out of 200. Yeah. Oh, it's so slow. <laughs> I know, compared to the other one. Yeah, it was France at uh, Brunet. Brunet, she, uh, great lash game. Her lash game is on point, on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> Good lashes, platinum blonde, France. She was very nice. She she put me at ease, but I was terrified. And yet she just grabs and pinches so hard. I was like, ow. And then <laughs> and then in the, you could see how it wouldn't hurt because she just pinches and then jabs it right in. Wendy said it's a long needle. Is it a long needle? I didn't even look. It I'm like you. I can't look. It didn't scrape the bone or anything. Hey, don't say that. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Oh my god, child. Child. Oh, child. Oh my god. Oh, child. Yeah, that reminds me of like a southern woman. Oh, child. Child. Oh, child. Anyway, get it. I wish I spoke like that. Get it. 
the vaccine. It's I feel good that in a week and a half I won't have to worry about COVID anymore. I'm still like there's a two week period. I don't know if everybody if that's common knowledge if they know that enough. What? That there's two weeks you could still get COVID. I don't feel that there is. Uh, yeah, because you know someone eh, who... Well, you very much can. So it takes two weeks for the vaccine to take effect. But I feel like that's not widely known enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should really emphasize Agreed. if you're still fully... Because we know someone in Ottawa, a comedian that uh, got a Pfizer vaccine and a week later got COVID bad. And it's because within two weeks you can still get it. And he went through the ringer. It was a tough tough um four or five days of hell i've got one more week left yeah and then you're and then you're like you don't really have to worry about it anymore the second dose will prolong everything but you're pretty good as far as not even one more week less than that this friday didn't you get it on a monday yes sorry yeah almost that's right you you got it on a friday Oh God, hmm. the pausing is too much. Right I gotta fi- well, I've, I've got to get used to with this, the placement of the. Uh, yeah, you got it on Friday or Monday. <laughs> you got one week left. <laughs> oh, don't I roll? <laughs> anyway, you said you had an exchange with someone with the, about the vaccine. I did, and it was awkward. Now, obviously, I'm not hanging out with anyone. I had, I was speaking to someone. Okay, it doesn't matter the context, but I'm not just so for just so everyone understands. We're not hanging out with anybody except for my mother. That's it. So, anyway, I had this. <laughs> I like it, but it's so slow, and I don't like that you put it anyway. So, I had this exchange with someone where we were chatting. And this person was saying uh, this situation with the pandemic sucks and everything, but we're very lucky to be living in the country with lots of space because, you know, it's a beautiful place to be at any time, really. But now, especially, we're very, very lucky to be here. And then this person agreed. And then I said, in fact, you know, you got to look at the positive in every situation, like we're lucky even, you know, I hate that we have to get a vaccine, but we're very lucky that we can get the vaccine. And this person said, I disagree, but that's okay. We're allowed to have different opinions. And I was like, Oh my God, child. But like, I just, I really, uh, was taken back by that because I didn't know what to say. And I think the next time, I would like to actually have a dialogue about it because this this is what I took away from it. This person and I were having a very nice conversation, agreed on everything else. And then when that came up, it came to a screeching halt. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect it. I just assumed, I just assumed that everybody I talk to who I get along with, who I have an enjoyable conversation with, would be on the same page with it's me. It's not only that, it's just like, I'm not wired that way where, like you said, you're having a f- pleasant conversation with someone, it's all yes, yes, and we're agreeing, and it's nice, and then you're going to launch into, like, why would you, if I was in that conversation, even if I felt the way that person did, even if I decided I wasn't going to get the vaccine, which is fine, personal choice, I wouldn't say it. I'm like wired to just avoid confrontation and just like people please. So 
if I was that person and I was talking to you, jengrant.com, and you were like, you know, we're so lucky that we can even get the vaccine here. I'd just be like, yeah, I'm not wired to be like, I don't agree with that. Like, let's ruin this nice moment and make yeah. it uncomfortable. Like, just shut up. But I think when you're on the periphery like that, because to me, maybe it's just because the people I know and hang out with agree with the same things I do. But So I assume that the anti-vaxxers are on the periphery. But are they? And are the people that are anti-vaxxers for like protect, like that have this opinion for children and autism and all that, are they the same people that would be the same on this? Not necessarily. Exactly. Those are definitely anti-vaxxers that think, uh, you know, if you give vaccines to your children, they'll get autism and stuff, are against this vaccine. But other people who think all kids should be inoculated and vaccinated could still be not want to take the COVID vaccine. Right. Like I'm, I'm pro vaccine for children and stuff, but I never get like the flu shot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, different, but anyway. I just, I just, I would actually like to know what, is it just that they're wanting to defend their personal choice to not be forced to take a vaccine or, and also the other thing was I had just found out that day that a friend of mine's friend of the family, this f- this father in the family had passed away from COVID and he was 48 with no pre-existing conditions. And then his, his wife, the mother of this, like, you know, um, family who was struggling, the three children, the mother's just getting over pneumonia I, uh, associated with COVID. And then, so I felt like saying to her, so, like, do you think it's fake? Because, I don't know, at this point, is that acceptable? Well, it's a layered conversation. She might just think that we the vaccine shouldn't be mandatory. I don't know. Anyway, it's whatever. No, but it's weird. Yeah, but it, it's very layered. It doesn't mean, yeah. like, one thing. It doesn't mean if you're against the vaccine that you think COVID is fake. Mm-hmm. Does, you know what I mean? It's, those two things are not synonymous but uh, (laughs) yeah it's too big of a crowd i think i think there's more issues than the the crowd being too big here i think we need to work on this crowd right here and i'm circling my hand around julian's head for the listeners Anyway, Grammarly helps you work more. Oh, oh my up. gosh. I just want to see. Wendy says, yes, that's my doctor's warning. She works in Montreal Hospital, and she said many admitted that admitted had the first shot, then caught the virus, put them in the hospital. Yeah, within two weeks. So, Because people go, I have the shot, fuck, you know. I have the shot. I'm good. See, that's a good size audience. Uh, it, except the claps are. Well, you're never gonna be happy no matter what with anything. So <laughs> everything, everything is no, no. That's too tick, 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 tick. That's too. Oh no, that's gross. Ew, I almost threw up. I'm sorry, I won't. <laughs> I know that one's over the top. Reminds me of somebody last night. Yeah, you don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me and. Oh my 
just a child. Viewers and listeners, just know <laughs> that it was definitely not me that he's talking about. I, got, I need more fiber in my diet to uh, feed the good bacteria, as Dr. Jules said. Anyway, moving yeah, on yeah, from all please. of the vaccine and the gross talk. What else do we got today, Jenny? We've been watching. The oh, men- it says here to be considered fully va- or Mama Pop says to be considered fully vaccinated. It's actually two weeks after your second shot. Yeah, of course. Yeah, fully, yeah, fully, fully, absolutely. But but you are protected two weeks after your first shot. There's like somewhat, yeah. Definitely, like a lot more than not. Yes. Like way more. Mm-hmm. I don't know the percentage of how effective, but if you were to get COVID more than two weeks after your first shot, you would get barely any symptoms. But yes, fully vaccinated is two weeks after your second shot. I can't wait. I want the second shot now. This September 3rd is my appointment. What, what are we doing? Yeah. In the States, people are double vaxxed, no masks, living life. Might come up. sooner. Like we might. Anyway, let's hope. I hope some. There's some... no daily dose today, by the way. Okay. Well, we've got lots to chat about. We got into, we're late to the party, but we got into the Mandalorian. We yep. just finished season one, and it's not a kids' show. I was talking to a buddy of mine. <laughs> it's I was talking to a buddy of mine on the weekend. I go, "Did you watch The Mandalorian?" He's like, "Well, my six-year-old." Uh, he goes, "I watched the first couple episodes with my six-year-old when he started watching it, but I I didn't watch the rest." And he's like, "It's a kids' show, eh? Hmm. It's not a kids' show. If sure, your kids can watch it, but it doesn't make it a kids' show. It's a Star Wars show. If you like Star Wars, it's great." Oh, I really like it, actually. Paw Patrol is a kid's show. Well, it's like just because of the Baby Yoda thing. He goes, yeah, kids are obsessed with Baby Yoda. And he goes, apparently some adults too, but not naming names. I'm like, that's that's the least, I, that's the part I care about the least in the show is the Baby Yoda part. I'm not, you know. Oh, I disagree. I love him. Yeah, but it's not like the whole He's thing. He's so cute. Yeah, but it's it's not the whole thing for me at all. But it's not a kid's show. It's a great show. I love it. And I know we're late to the party because season two um, is out and finished. But uh, I love it. I I want a room in the house with the floor being made entirely of sand. Ew. Why ew? Why would you want that? I don't know. Watching The Mandalorian, there's a lot of houses where the floor is just sand. It looks comforting. Dirty. Not they would the whole place would just be one giant litter box. Oh, gross! <laughs> but not like sand. The cats would just like poop and pee everywhere. We'd just be scooping our path Ew. to the kitchen. Um, but you know what that reminds me of? But and, not and this isn't ooh is when I went to um, Egypt. Right. And I visited the Bedouin. Yeah, that's what I mean. People. Not and not like sand on the floor. I don't. I'm not judging that. I'm saying ooh that. I just mean I wouldn't want that. Not sand on the floor. Like if you put sand on the floor now, like on our ceramic ceramic tiles right here in this room, if you put uh, sand on here, yeah, gross. But if it was just like s- full sand, like the beach, that'd be nice. No. Oh. I also, watching that show, realized how what, what's the point of a cape? It seems awfully unpractical and in the way all the time. It wearing does. a cape. I know. Like you don't need a cape for anything. I can barely I can barely use the bathroom wearing my robe. 
Oh, Imagine that, tra- was, that was definitely a ha 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 ha. But it's too big of an audience. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's too. Let me see. Small audience laughing. By the way, I don't know why, but I've usually I'm able to connect to all the comments, yep. but I wasn't able to connect to Restream, so I'm just going to Facebook and YouTube and doing it individually. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good that's one. Nice and soft. Ken, if you could, if you if you YouTube small audience laughing, the first video that comes up, all you see on the uh, thumbnail is like a a black speaker, like a volume um symbol oh my god ken's like great now i'm like working <laughs> this is the perfect one uh i can barely use the bathroom with a robe on let alone fight crime with a cape oh shit hold on <laughs> oh that's great yeah sounds like a, an open mic <laughs> Yeah, this brings me back to many shows. I've done hundreds of shows with this response. (laughs) Michelle, by the way, says, uh, stop. She says, I'm going Saturday, and I already feel ill and pale from our conversation. (laughs) I I thought you meant the stop with the sound machine. I was like, never. That too, that too. And she also, I I, I just responded to her and saying, you've given birth. Like, she has three children. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad glad she's saying stop, because I want people to finally admit it sucks. But this whole, like, oh, that's easy. You don't even feel it. That's nothing. Nobody's thinking about this. I'm the only sicko. Miller says, I hate needles, but that was very insignificant needle. It's worse to do a blood test. That is 100% true. For some reason, I I don't mind a blood test. What? Blood tests are way worse. I know. Blood tests are worse because they're in the sensitive area in the fold of your arm on a vein and they go in. But for some reason... It's they're removing something from you. It's not so bad. It's the pushing of the oil inside the muscle. Pushing muscle. of the oil. Why do you know it's oil? Muscle tissue. Well, it's got to be oil. What is it? Water. Oil. Water based. So specific. So, or Wait. oil soluble. You need to stop thinking and detailing all the stuff. Just I know. Go with it. Like you have to get it out of your head. I know, but I can't. I've I was made this way, and and I can't help it. You'll just have to learn to, and that's why you love me. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm oh trying God. to now. I'm trying to <laughs> use them all. Yeah, guide no guide the conversation into just a, so you can use those. Yeah, like I had my finger on the ah, so I was like, okay, how do I? Wendy said, I "Think the the issue is layered uh, because some do think the virus is fake. Some think the deaths are made up. Like what the hell? Yeah. Some think the vaccine." alters dna some think vaccine is rushed many fears it's true many many fears i know but anyway moving on mandalorian watch it we were watching it it's great capes suck can't pish with a robe on oh i just revealed that i pish sitting down (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i'm surprised why is it such a big deal that a guy would sit down to pee um I don't know, but I'll admit, sometimes at night, in the middle of the night, I'll sit down, and let's be honest, even in the afternoon. <laughs> you know what? This might 
be a problem for you because you're going to get used to getting laughs even though it's fake from bad jokes. Right. So you're going to get back out there in the world of real of a real crowd. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of real crowds and real world and real audience, this is not a real crowd situation, but you could be part of the crowd. French listeners, anybody that speaks French out there that listens to the podcast on Thursday evening, I'm doing a uh, an hour-long Zoom stand-up show, so virtually. So wherever you are, if you're in Moncton or Wakefield or Quebec or Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver, wherever you're listening and download, downloading this, it'll be at 7.30 Eastern, which would be 8.30 Atlantic, which would be 4.30 in Vancouver if you're listening there. But hey, have an early dinner and watch me do stand-up. I have to work on a lot of new material for some a couple TV things coming up. One really soon, June 8th. And so you can get tickets at um, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Julian Dion. Or if you go to lepointdevant.com. Le but if you go to facebook.com slash Julian Dion or on my Instagram, uh, Julian Dion on Instagram, you can uh, see the link link in bio, and there's uh, the top pinned post on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Julian Dion. Get your tickets, and let's have a Zoom uh, party on Thursday. It's in French. And what time again? 7.30 Eastern, so 8.30 it's in Atlantic. It's a good time. Yeah, I did it at 7.30 so that it's earlier here. Like, it's, it's 7.30 show is considered an early show, but because it, uh, some people in New Brunswick will watch It'll only be 8.30 there. It's just an hour. I like 7.30. Yeah, it's just an hour. And um, I might have an opening act. Not sure yet. Or I might just do the hour and then call it. Oh, Miller wants to know what you thought of uh, SNL with Key. With uh, Keegan-Michael Key. I loved it. He's he's the best. He's, yeah, he's fantastic. Really good. I mean, he's essentially uh, created his own version of SNL with Key and Peele. He's a great actor, and he's a great comedic performer, and he's so super funny. He, it was a home run, absolute home run. I, I'm a SNL super fan. I love watching it when it's even when it's bad. And I thought this was a great week. Yeah, I thought the sketches were good. Some were better than others, but overall, but he he elevated them. He made them great. He's just so so good. Yeah, and classically trained for this. Specifically in sketch. Funny, eh? wasn't back, he on Mad TV too? I, th- I think I back know. in the day, I back think, to I back think it was weeks TV. are kind of interesting because it was Elon the week before. Yeah, someone with no experience, yeah. and then someone that it's right in their wheel wheelhouse, like a, mm-hmm. a total pro. He was great, and he's um, super funny. Was it the first time he's hosted? Yeah. Oh wow, because he did say it was his dream. Yeah, I think he. Would. Could you look it up uh, if he was on Mad TV? I'm pretty sure he was on Mad TV, and he's a great actor, and and. What's if his name again? Keegan Michael Key, and if you're uh, if you're in comedy, like to to be a good comedian, you don't have to be a good actor, but being a good actor really helps. And you can see this with comics that um, work, you know, have long careers, fifteen twenty years, and they start uh, doing some acting work and and some. Uh, like they start getting acting gigs, but also working on their acting craft. They get mm-hmm. so much better at stand-up. Like Bill Burr. What did you want me to Google again? Keegan-Michael Key, Mad TV. Thank you. 
Bill Burr, now, when you watch his stand-up specials when they come out, there's so much acting in it, his act-outs, and he's such a good actor. It doesn't. You don't have to be a good actor to be a great stand-up, but it, it helps when you are. Chappelle, same thing. Chappelle took uh, acting classes when he was a young comic because he learned that being a, a good actor would help. And that's not to say if you're a good actor, you'll be a good comic. That's absolutely not the truth because a lot of um, actors that are out of work try stand-up and they suck at it because you have to be good. You have to be a good comic first once you're a good comic and then if you become a good actor. It just helps. So Keegan-Michael Key, who's also a great actor, just put the, all that together in one package and it was great. Mm-hmm. It was really, really... I mean, on Key and Peele, the acting on that is phenomenal. They are so good, those two, Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key. I wonder, Key. like... Like, I don't enjoy acting, which surprises me because I think I would really like it. And I thought I always wanted to be an actor before I was even a comedian. It's so hard to act. But like, does it, would it be like anything else? The better you get at it, the more fun it would oh, be. Oh, of course. It's Imagine you're, if you're mastering anything, it's fun. Yeah. He uh, he was on Mad TV for six seasons. Right. So imagine for him. From 2004 to 2009. Because SNL is like the zenith of of that world and he was on mad tv and then created key and peel then got to host snl so <clears throat> he was ready for it i mean more than ready mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah he's so good i really enjoyed saturday's episode yeah so, really good <clears throat> he's 50 I was, i'm really surprised about that because he looks uh really really much younger than 50 I that's think. the thing too uh, uh you know He's got all of his experience. He's comfortable. He knows yeah. himself, Confident. his own voice, yeah. confidence. It was like a home run. I, I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> he's just funny. He can make any situation funny, even bad writing. Yeah. He's just got that. Uh... Agreed. Yeah, I like the sketch with the, I liked a lot A lot of, almost all of them. I like the uh, the bouncers at the Muppet Show. Yeah. That was a great sketch. I, I'm I can't so remember any of the though. sketches right now. I felt bad for the oh my god the Muppets. <laughs> I like the Michael Jordan, um, the digital one. Uh, didn't where see he's the digital yeah, one. where he's he's oh the digital one yeah 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 they're not called digital shorts anymore but cause, I, know, um, I know I know what you mean but again I felt bad for that security guard. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah. I know. That, that's on you. <laughs> um. Yeah. What other sketches were there? I can't remember. Anyway, I watched the I, whole thing cover to cover and I can't remember any of the sketches. The monologue was good. He's a good singer too. He can hold a tune. I thought the monologue could have been a little stronger, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I was thinking? We should get... I was thinking uh, for guests, even if we just had comics on to tell stories or whatever like we should have johnny guardhouse on to talk about his experience yeah. with snl i love that story and i know he's already told it in an older episode but it can't hurt to hear it again yep and it's been a while and let's be honest not everybody's gonna go in the archives and read or listen to some of the older episodes he's he's a really fun guy too is and he a mushroom I love his story about that. <laughs> like a lot of people would probably love to hear from a Canadian comics perspective. Not only that, 
what led him to that in that audition yeah is a really really good story we should have it him is. on well we've i've got a full episode i don't think i've ever, ever released it which is a shame uh, but i have it it's uh because I'm redoing the our podcast website. We're we're at. By the way, I did the count. Mm-hmm. This is episode 376. Wow! That we're doing today. So I'm rebuilding the website with um, some unaired episodes. Uh, called calling them the Lost Tapes, and Johnny Guardhouse is on. Uh, our guest this coming Wednesday, Allison Dore. I interviewed her years ago. Never never aired it. You can tell my, the the episodes I aired were strictly correlated to my pot smoking habits at the time. <laughs> so I have about fifteen episodes that were never aired. Dave Merhaj, a couple other. Um, so you never aired Johnny's? No, never oh, aired it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then we should have him on. Yeah, we'll have him on. But, I'm but it'll be him. on our it'll be on our website as uh, as part of the uh, Lost Great. Tapes um, series, which are. Just unaired. I'm gonna message him uh, after the show and then get him on. Maybe yeah, this that's week such even. a good story. Such a great story. They basically lied their way onto the Jerry Springer show. Oh, don't tell him anything. No, I'm not gonna say how, but I can say that it's like trailer. I know that's true. Why can't I just tease it? They okay. lied their way on the Jerry Springer show, which is a whole story. I mean, it's not like oh, don't tune in. You know that part now, right? <laughs> right. Just don't tell anymore. But that goes to show you that I always thought all of the Jerry Springer shows were made up. Turns out, no. There's a whole process vetting. Well, especially in the 90s. Um, But it was like pretty much all real. Okay, what else do we have here? Mm, Kind of all lame stuff. I think we talked about all the fun stuff. Uh, Bill Gates is, um, it's coming out now, his, his, uh, let me just pull up the article here, the divorce lawyers are in now, I don't know why they're making this big thing, why don't they just split everything in half and call it quits, like the digging up the dirt and making stuff public now, you know that's the work of divorce lawyers, but it came out that, um, Long before his divorce, Bill Gates had a reputation for questionable behavior. Ooh. Was that sarcastic? <laughs> Ooh. Oh my god, it sounded exactly I know, the same. I know, that's what I thought you were do- I thought you were cute. No. Yeah. Long before uh his divorce, like I said, Bill Gates had a reputation for questionable behavior. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the behavior? Um hold on, let me get let me get uh Melinda Gates, now they're putting her maiden name in there, Melinda French Gates, because soon she will only go by Melinda French. A voice concerned about her husband's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. He was a close friend of Jeffrey Epstein's. And harassment claim against his money manager. Imagine the pressure of being Bill Gates' money manager. Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll see some. There's still some use for the classic sound machine. 
So bear with me here. I'm going to read a little bit just because I skimmed the article. But by the time uh, Melinda Gates decided to end her 27-year marriage with her husband was known globally as a software, we know this. But in some circles, Bill Gates had also developed a reputation for questionable conduct. Relating uh, in work-related settings, that is attracting new scrutiny amid the breakup of one of the world's richest, most powerful couples. I'm surprised they're doing this, going public like this, that the divorce lawyer would would go this route. Because they've been together for 27 years. You'd think they'd go just split everything down the middle and let's keep it quiet. Mm -hmm. But this big New York Times article in 2018, Miss... French Gates, <laughs> never before did I know it was French, now it's everywhere, French Gates, wasn't satisfied with her husband's handling of a previously undisclosed sexual harassment claim against his longtime money manager. According to two people familiar with the matter, after Mr. Gates moved to settle the matter confidentially, 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 what? Mm-hmm. Confidentially? Mm-hmm. Ms. French Gates insisted on an outside investigation that money manager Michael Larson remains in his job. On at least a few occasions, Mr. Gates pursued women who worked for him at Microsoft and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, according to people with direct knowledge of his overtures. In 2019, Microsoft's board of directors on which Mr. Gates sat opened an investigation into one of those cases after being notified that he had uh, sought an intimate... um, to initiate an intimate relationship with a company employee in the year 2000. Ooh. Hmm. So that's pretty much it. So since the 2000, early 2000s, he was trying to... Uh, there was an affair almost 20 years ago, which ended am- amicably. Oh, anyway. Bill Gates had an affair? Where were 20 you? 20 years ago? Yeah. I was just reading this. Yeah, I know. I'm listening. Oh. I'm just asking. Yeah, in 2000. I don't know why, but he just... And then there was Jeffrey... That kind of surprises me. And then there was Jeffrey Epstein, who Mr. Gates got to know beginning uh, in 2011, three years after Mr. Epstein, who faced accusations of sex trafficking and, and of girls, pleaded guilty to so- soliciting prostitution uh, from a minor. Ms. French Gates had expressed discomfort with her husband spending time with the sex offender, but Mr. Gates continued doing so, according to people who were at uh, briefed on gatherings with the two men. Yeah, I I'd heard this, that, that I'd heard even after Jeffrey Epstein was a convicted child sex trafficker, Bill Gates was still hanging out with him. That makes me wonder... Like when a lot of people had... Uh, Cut cut out Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Gates was still like, yeah, he's fine. To me, that's like <clears throat> that. That does put question in my mind about his character. Yeah, well, For it sure. fuels. It certainly fuels all the conspiracy theories. That's of, the uh, thing. That's interesting. I I I don't know. I I find it hard to reconcile. It's weird. Oh, not- I'm I'm this like humanitarian that gives philanthropists that gives tons of money away. But I am also this kind of guy who hangs out with Jeffrey Epstein. Like, how? Why? I'm also this guy. I'm a philanthropist, but I'm also this guy that hangs out with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. It's perfect time for a womp, 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 womp. Why? Because it's like, hey, I'm a philanthropist, but I also hang out with Jeffrey Epstein. 
See how perfect that is? No. What do you mean? I'm just trying to make a point. You know when you're trying to say something seriously? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really... (laughs) So sorry. Annoying. Um, But it doesn't match. Like, that... If you're that kind... I don't know. Those don't go together. They don't go together. Yeah. Like, you can't be this, like... uh, advanced evolved person that gives away all, a lot of their money and humanitarian but also be totally cool with the shady behavior of that right person like it does it really ken says it does make you question it really does like and then just having affairs and doing and and having this questionable beha- questionable behavior like I always, I always felt that way. Even in high school, I remember in college, like university days. Oh, there's the university days. But when, when my, when my girlfriends would have, you know, issues with guys, um, and and then they would. It's hard to actually. No, no, no. It's hard to keep track of what I'm saying with all these sounds. Stop it. And they'd be like, um, they'd be like, oh, he's such a jerk. He treated me like shit. And then the the guy, oh. no, <laughs> stop. I'm sorry. I'm just just plow through. Ignore. No, that's the key to making the sound machine work. Is is we just talk and I and, can't though. Stop. But we don't address the sounds that just happen in the background. No. And I and I will admit they will ease up. I'm just excited because it's day one with the new soundboard. Go ahead. Within one point, you can't make multiple sounds. That's too much because I'm losing track. I'm like, it's all jarring. But when when a guy treated like a girl like shit and then and they and then his guy friends would say, No, no, he's like an asshole with girls, but he's a really great guy. It's like, no. If you're an asshole with girls, <clears throat> but you're a really great guy with your friends, that doesn't make you an overall great guy. Like, no. You can't like piecemeal it. You can't be like I'm really great in this way, but I'm really shit in another way. It's like, no, well, you know, you can't say you're overall great then. Yeah. You can say you're like mediocre at best. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jen Grant. That's my point. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a great point. It's kind of like when Chris Christie was running for president, people were questioning if he was fit for the job, not literally, but kind of literally because he was so morbidly obese. It's like mm. if you if you don't have that aspect of your life under control, how are you going to right. get your shit together to to control the world? Yeah. Same as when Obama became president, people gave him shit for smoking because it was like, how can you be a smoker? And and you know you clearly don't have your shit together fully if you can't get that under control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. <clears throat> so I guess since October 2019, uh, Melinda Gates hired uh, divorce lawyers setting in motion the process uh, to be- start the divorce because of uh, specifically his relationship with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, that he was still standing by his side after he was convicted child tra- sex trafficker or, or soliciting sex sexual favors from a minor. Hmm. It's, um, 
It's not clear how much Miss French Gates knew about her husband's behavior or to what degree it contributed to their split. So there. Hmm. This Maybe we should do this in between uh, each topic. So that was Bill Gates, more than a philanthropist, also a dirtbag. <laughs> and now, um, <laughs> what else we got? Miller says in his marriage agreement, he was spending a weekend a year with, with his, his ex-girlfriend. Ex? Yeah, you go ex? on a one trip. Sure. Yeah, on a trip a year with his ex. I heard. I don't understand that. What do you mean? Like once a year, he would just go away with his ex for a and week. And she was okay with that? Yes, but I heard someone say that this could be, you know, when, you, when you're worth $134 billion and you're the richest person in the world, no one, you don't really know anybody personally, like, well, except your wife and maybe your ex. He could be just a friend. I know. I don't know. What <clears throat> did you just say? Like it could have just been a friend that like really ex? knew him. Yeah. I don't know. Are you seriously that naive right now? This has been I'm naive. I don't know. I'm uh, just uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> so you would be okay with me going with my ex? No, on a but vacation. you're not worth hundred and thirty four billion dollars. What if I was? Yeah. Why? I'm just kidding. No, I don't know. No, I just I'm not saying that's how I feel. I just heard someone um, exes ju- going on vacations together it's naive to think that that's platonic there's just no oh my god that does not exist yeah you're right you're right you're right i'm wrong what else is new now that didn't work but the rim shot there but i want to start using the rim shot more anyway uh, and f- bear with us by the way this soundboard it'll just make a smooth organic transition into the show but today i'm just getting used to it and and uh ken says you can imagine the position of the employee when bill gates says he wants her and she is in her dream job what it does to her self-esteem when she is qualified yeah it's true Oh, my God. Oof, that one was loud. So sorry for anyone listening with earbuds. And it wasn't appropriate. By the way, I want to... Well, that was him saying that. Hmm. Um, The... uh, I'm so... I'm annoying myself. I'm so sorry. What else? Oh, 60 Minutes yesterday interviewed. The UFO debate is back up and... More prominent than ever. 60 Minutes had someone on yesterday. Let me play what he had to say. Go ahead. Hold on. Let me let me tell you who it was first and foremost. Hey, Jen. Oh, hi How there. are you? Hey. Thursday, reminding you Thursday, (laughs) French listeners, Zoom, go to facebook.com slash Julian Dion, get tickets. It's the pinned post there on my Zoom page. Do you have a bunch of new material? A bunch of new material. I'm working on two new sets for TV. Fun. How how long is the show? An hour. 
Okay. Is it just you or other comedians? I said this all earlier. I know, and oh. we're repeating it. Right. Okay. Sorry. Oh my God! You t- you try to tell me. <laughs> yeah, to... you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. That's the thing about you. Like shame me. No, it wasn't. Sh- yeah, I was shaming you. When you're right, you're right, and that's why I love you. Aww. No, really, uh, you're right. I know what you're doing, but I I thought first you were asking genuinely. I might have an opening act. I'm gonna see. Depends how many. Uh, tickets are sold and so on so yes a debate about the existence of ufo reignites after 60 minutes airs a piece with former navy pilot lieutenant ryan graves and former head of the pentagon's ufo investigation program Louis elizondo elizondo eli elizondo oh yeah remember that song (laughs) so this i haven't heard that song in forever let me play a clip of the song just kidding no of the Itting. 60 minutes part of the interview. And this is reignited. I mean, the, the I UFO... I need a new laptop. This is crazy. The UFO debate has been reignited for the last couple of years. But so what you're telling me is that UFOs, unidentified flying objects, are real. Bill, I think we're beyond that already. The government has already stated for the record that they're real. I'm not telling you that. The United States government is telling you that. Luis Elizondo spent 20 years running military intelligence operations worldwide in Afghanistan, the Middle East, and Guantanamo. He hadn't given UFOs a second thought until 2008. That's when he was asked to join something at the Pentagon called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP. The mission of ATIP was quite simple. It was to collect and analyze information involving anomalous uh, aerial vehicles. Uh, what I guess in the vernacular you, you call them UFOs. We call them UAPs. You know how this sounds. It sounds nutty, wacky. Look, Bill, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you that, that it doesn't sound wacky. What I'm telling you is real. The question is, what is it? What are its intentions? What are its capabilities? So there... Wow. Apparently, from uh, the words of uh, Luis Alessandro, Ali Alessandro, who was the Pentagon's UFOs investigation program, head of the uh, Pentagon's UFO investigation program, they are real. Wow. So, And he says it so matter of fact. There was a guy back when I... Where where I'm from, and if Michelle is still watching, she might know his name was Ulysses Planet, <laughs> Ulysses Planet, and he had a house, a little tiny house in Cormier Village, where he had uh, he was trying basically desperately to to get the attention of the UFOs. He was he had like all of this stuff on his house and like. Wow. Aluminum paper, all this, just a landing thing for them to land. And and they never did show up, which for me was the only proof I ever needed to know that if they didn't come to uh, <laughs> hang out with Ulysses Planet in Carmi Village, New Brunswick, what what, what 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 are we doing here? Uh, is that guy still there? No, I don't think so. I haven't heard or even thought about that until this moment for wow. about 20 years. Did he have any like friends or family? I, I mean, we're, I don't know. But I'm pretty intrigued by this guy. Ulysses Planet. Anyway, 
Wow. Do you believe in UFOs? I know. I, I think we talked about this last week. Did yeah, we? we did. Um, I believe that it for sure could exist. Why wouldn't it? Like, how? Do, what do I know? The universe is so huge and it's it's actually overwhelming to think about how huge and enormous and it's kind of, it's also very like, um, I don't know, so not self-limiting, but like very, um, there's a word I'm looking for that to think that, that we're the only ones that exist. Yeah. Is very, uh, what? But I, well, yeah. Well, and we're watching that documentary, which proves they exist. Which one? The Mandalorian. Documentary. Oh, it's so loud. Yeah, it's too loud. Sorry. It's not enjoyable. But um, <laughs> I was like, documentary, am I losing it? What did we watch? And then and then you threw that curveball at me. The Mandalorian documentary. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one. I like that. Soft. Gentle, soft laughter. Small group of people. Yeah. It's like anytime we see something, and I do this to myself too, anytime it's nighttime and I see something in the sky, I always try so hard to convince myself it's a UFO. I'm always like, look at the way it's moving though. It's not like, it's that's not a plane. <laughs> but it clearly very much is a plane or a satellite. Or I do find it interesting that if if they did exist, why don't why don't they want us to know? Well, because they, they would probably know we'd freak. They're probably so advanced. They would know we're like, we're like ants to them, Neanderthals. Like we're so dumb and violent that we would just like attack them when they're trying to. But if know. they're so advanced that they don't even let us know that they're for sure here, then wouldn't they be able to just vaporize? Probably no. Well, why would they vaporize? I don't know. Because they'd be afraid we'd attack them. They could just defend themselves super easy. Yeah, but why would they bring that upon us if it's not necessary? Why would they kill a bunch of us? Let's say they're really advanced. And they go, we know that if we show ourselves to these people, they're going to retaliate. They're going to panic and freak out and attack. We don't want that. This is so Libra of you. You're taking the alien side. No, but I'm saying, you know. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, major late. Miller said, Mr. Planet is no longer around. What if he was taken by a UFO? Maybe. I, I have to find out one. what happened to that guy. Good one. Miller. Miller Crosby, everyone. Comedian. Very funny. You oh, a chance shit. to see I her perform. The, She's real good. Do the applause break. Yeah. Is that it? I think we're probably good. It's uh, 8.15 now. Yeah, but we started late. We did the Bill Gates. We did the UFO. We did the vaccine. Oh, I'll touch this on tomorrow's show. My thoughts on uh, speed read apps. Do you see these apps? No. Like, I think it's called Blinkit or something like that. You can, it's like, learn how CEOs read 10 books a week. And it's through this app where, where you can take any book. Well, they have to have it on their library. And it's like, instead of reading the full book, you can like read it in 12 minutes. And how do you do that? You don't. That's the thing. But we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay. It'll it'll uh, something something to look forward to on tomorrow's show. Thank you. Okay, I I really abused this um, sound machine, but it was it was 
you know, for the greater good. Was it? I don't know. The sound machine was for the greater good, just like the vaccine. Oh my god. You don't do it for yourself, but you do it for your others, your, your neighbors. Others. The others, I mean, other people, your neighbors, or in French, your voisins. <laughs> oh my god. Get it? Was he in yes. the vaccine? Yes. Thank you for getting it. It's a selfless act. Just so we can get back to normal. And that the future can be foreseen. Wow, rhyming. Why do you hate me today? I don't. I feel like my internet's off. Oh, really? Yeah, just so everyone knows, just the musical break. Everyone knows uh, on YouTube, etc. Um, that I'm not responding to comments because I can't see them. Latrine. What's a latrine again? I think it's a bathroom. <clears throat> right. Oh, we forgot to talk about tomorrow. Let's talk about the movie we watched yesterday. Oh, we watched a movie. This kind of fits the movie. It's about a single guy who wants to have a baby, so... Why is that fitting? Gets a surrogate. With the song, you mean? It's just like this has... Ha- the movie felt like this song. Oh, so boring. It's a movie about a single guy who wants to have a child of his own. So he gets a surrogate and then he falls for the surrogate. And the whole movie, she's kind of, I don't know. We both slept for most of the movie. (laughs) This is a review of a movie that we both slept through most of it at separate times. (laughs) Here's what I remember. I remember him being quirky and weird, and I remember her being like, just whatever all the time. Like, "Um, yeah, just whatever. I'm not going to. I'm just, no, just leave me alone. Whatever. It's it's all good. Just I'm not going to tell anybody about this child. Just whatever. That was her general vibe. Overall, then I passed out, Jim. I did a review last Friday of a movie. I've done it two weeks in a row. And so far, the movies have turned out shit. Sucky. So shit. don't bad watch them. They're not good, so don't listen to Jim's Don't review. watch the movies that don't I recommend. Because they're bad. They're always bad. I gotta say Go ahead I'm this, just waiting to jump in This I one just want is to 91% you know on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> It's a terrible movie It's called Together Together The this only thing I liked about it was It wasn't typical Like it wasn't a fairy tale ending It was realistic But here's my stance on that I don't Sit down. 
I feel people rate it high because it's like critics. Critics are like, well, the layman won't understand this movie, but I do. as a critic, I feel like I can really identify with the artistry behind the message. And when you really read between the lines of this movie, that's where it really comes to get you. And as a critic, I feel like my you. level of intelligence is above most people. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one a 91%. All right. I just love when <laughs> I turn around, your little hand is up like this, your eyes are closed, and you're fully like into it. <laughs> don't say that or I'll become self-conscious. No, don't be self-conscious. I just, those kind of movies, it's like great, awesome. Together that, Together was the movie with Ed Helms. Yeah, if you're a critic and you're like, oh, it's, it's good. Okay, fine. It is not typical of a movie. It's different than most movies, but that doesn't make it good just because it's different. It was so boring. Yeah, we I both... have never watched a movie more boring than that movie. And I don't know. He bugged me in it. I like that actor. He was so schmaltzy. He was so like, as if that girl would ever fall for him. He's like, nah, 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 nah. He's well, so she annoying. wasn't. She didn't fall for him. She was a surrogate. No, but I know. But as he kind of, you're right. Like he didn't obviously fall for her, but he was leaning toward. Like she's super cute, and and she and he was saying like. Well, we could. Why couldn't we be together? And she's like, well, because you're like 25 years old or 20 years older than me. And then he's like, well, that doesn't mean it couldn't happen. And, and Her vibe was annoying. The whole movie, she's just like, uh, whatever. Like, I'm, yeah, no. I'm so they were both serious annoying. the whole time. Yes. They were both annoying. Together, uh, together were, should have been called annoying, annoying. <laughs> they were annoying and it was boring so if you want to if you like those two things go for it you can tell a movie's not going to be great when it's 91 percent on rotten tomatoes like critics choice but like viewer choice was really low what was it do you remember 61 i think that it should be lower than that because rotten tomatoes when it's 61 or 60 percent sometimes it's actually a really good movie and we've given it other comedies especially yeah comedies are always bad on there and and I like comedies, but it was I'll, I'll, I will say it wasn't that terrible. It was boring, but I liked how it was made. Bright colors. I know I often say that about movies, but <laughs> it was like all bright and sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> sunshiny. Unfortunately, that was not the sound machine. If anyone is wondering, no, I I agree with that. It's just remarkably the writing was remarkably boring. There was nothing happened. Yeah. Like something should have happened. You know how like there's no arc. There was no arc. It was like. Yeah. It was. You know what it was like? Go it ahead. was like. So the premise was that a man wants to. You already explained it. But a man wants to have a baby. But he doesn't have a partner. I explained it in so, song. So it's so good he to has maybe do like it in words. A surrogate, um, a 26 year old surrogate who. The premise Whatever. is interesting. <laughs> the premise is interesting, but it was like. It was like if that happened, which you could see could happen in the world, it was like an acted out real life documentary of that actually happening with no arc and no storyline. Like it was just basically this is what it would be like. Yeah. And what's cool about movies is when they have a writer write something in that 
like is interesting and there's an arc and then there's like something that actually happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nothing happened at all in that movie. Like I was shocked at how boring it was. It actually was more boring than actual life. So I guess we won't talk about it tomorrow. So if life is boring, take it down a notch. It's even more boring in this movie. Are you bored? Are you bored right now? <laughs> yeah, I was, you were I'm fighting, fighting on. Okay, I have to go right now. Why? Because I have to go. I have to go. You got a push? Can you just <laughs> wrap it up, please, and play the song? All right. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate Bye-bye. you watching. We'll Reminding you, you Thursday for French listeners. <laughs> see you. Bye-bye. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> I love you. Jenny. Don't tell me nothing I don't need to See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thursday, uh, for our French listeners, come spend an hour with me so I can test some new stand-up comedy. Get your tickets at facebook.com slash or lepointevent.com And it's a pin poster on my Facebook page. All right. Or on Instagram, too. We'll see you tomorrow for Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks to Ken for the soundboard. That was great. Appreciate it. That's the new staple of the show. Thanks to Melinda Gates for finding yourself and standing up to for what you believe in. And thanks to you for being you. Thanks for watching, subscribing on your major or your favorite podcast platform. Enough's enough. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And until then, watch your hands. I'm just a thin, nervous shadow walking backwards down the street. The landing is bitter, but the falling is oh so sweet. It's just a waste of time, a beautiful waste of time. Just a waste of time The whole world wants a piece of my head But they all get a piece of my mind instead I roll over and go back to bed It's such a beautiful waste of time A waste of time A beautiful waste of time